Thanks so much for tuning in today. You're listening to The Mike Thacker Show, where we talk about people, profit, and purpose. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about family, about support networks, about the people in your life that you're surrounded by and how you need to interact with them and how you need to be mindful of their feelings and their emotional support and why it's so important that you make sure if you're going to start something or if you have started something that you've got the buy-in and the support of people around you in your life. I was talking to someone a little while ago that used to work out of a work lodge. We first met at a networking event. He had a new startup. And I don't want to give too many details away because it's quite a sensitive story, but he was married. They moved in, him, he had a business partner, and they worked inside of our work lodge for, I guess, a couple or so years. Didn't really grow the business the way they wanted to, and, and then they moved out to try and find a different way to do it. And so I bumped into him a few years later, and we got kind of talking, and I asked, how are you doing? How's everything going? And he told me this story that his wife had basically given him an ultimatum, that he needed to make the business work, or else... I guess he didn't get it working to the level that she wanted. And so she left him, ended up divorced. And I sat there and listened to this story. And on the one hand, it didn't surprise me because I know what a strain and what an effort it can be to start something and get something going. It takes a certain kind of person. And I also know it can be an effort on the part of a spouse or a loved one or a partner or whatever you want to call them. But at the same time, it was really saddening to hear. And so for today's episode... I thought I'd take a few moments here to talk about family, to talk about the things you should be thinking about if you want to start a business, if you want to do this entrepreneurial thing, or maybe you're already doing it and you're finding that it's a little more challenging than you anticipated in the area of personal relationships and your personal life. And listen, I don't have this figured out. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I'm dad of the year and I've got my time management perfect and, you know, I don't miss any of the kids' ball games. although thankfully right now there are no ball games to go to, so... You know, you could look at that one either way you want, but look, if you're going to get into business, especially in the small business world, I think there's five things you need to be thinking about. And I think the first thing is support. Who is going to support you? You're going to need support financially, possibly. You're going to need support mentally. You're definitely going to need support emotionally. And if you are married and you've got a partner, a lot of that's going to come from them. Even if you start a business with a business partner, and I did that for my very first business, someone is going to have to listen to you every night. Someone's going to have to help you get off the ledge when nothing's working, when everything's going wrong, when it feels like the world's collapsing. Someone's going to have to be able to encourage you. Someone's going to have to be there and hopefully give you some insights as well based on their understanding of who you are. It's not necessarily that they need to know how to give you help in running a business, but because they know you, because they love you, and because they've spent time around you, They know how to kind of cajole your emotions back to where they should be, and they can be there for you. And you've got to make sure that you've got that buy-in, ideally, before you start something. You know, you you need to sit down and have that conversation and say, listen, if I do this, I remember when I started my first business and I left what was then a pretty decent job. Uh, And like I said, I had this partner. We got along great. We had a great time in business together. It's funny. I got my first office in that first business. It was called Creative Internet back in the the 90s. My partner was called Adam. He was an awesome guy. We still stay in touch to this day. I was in England a couple of years ago and we got together for a coffee and and we thought we'd go take on this whole internet thing and, you know, leave our mark on it. And this is pre-Google, guys. This is way back. Alta Vista, anybody? Excite? 
Ask Jeeves. Remember those search engines? You know, you'd search for something and nothing would come up and you'd wonder why. And then along came Google and actually found things you were looking for. So I'm going way, way, way back. And it's funny because I was thinking about it as I was thinking about this episode of the podcast. And it reminded me, that's when I went out and got my very first office. It was this cute little town called Ramsbottom. Yes, that really is a place in England. Cobble streets, you know, little village kind of a feel. And we got this this two-room office. It was probably, I don't know, 400 square feet or 500 square feet. And we paid about 500 bucks a month for it, you know, way, way back. And had these wood floors. And, you know, we didn't do any renovation or anything because we had no money. But it was awesome. And it, and it felt like ours, you know. But anyway, I digress. When Adam and I sat down and we were talking about starting a business, my wife and I had been married only for a few years. And so one of the conversations we had to have is, listen, she'd just gone through her post-grad stuff and I'd been working and, you know, been able to take care of the bills and everything with that. And now it was a case of, okay, you're going to be working. I'm not going to be working and I'm going to be starting something. I don't know how long it's going to be till we've got some money coming in. Are you going to be okay carrying the load? And obviously she was, and she was happy to do that. And it worked, you know, and we did get the business going and we did generate revenue and and we were able to, to continue moving forward. But those are conversations you have to have and you're going to have to think that through because what if your spouse isn't on the same page as you are? What if you don't do the shared bank account thing? What if you do separate accounts? How are you going to handle it when you can't pay your half of the bills? And I'm not being negative here. Listen, I, I hope you start a business or if you've started a business, I hope you nail it and you get that revenue in and, and those profits are there but it's good to have a backup plan in case it's not. And so that support is the first thing you need to be thinking about. The second thing is connected to this. You need that buy-in. And that's what I'm talking about here. It's not just, are you going to be okay to be there? They're literally going to have to buy in. If you've got kids, they're going to have to buy in if they're old enough to buy in. If you've got extended family, you're probably going to want their buy-in too, because these are people you're going to look to for help, for guidance, for encouragement, and maybe even for some hands-on help. When we built WorkLodge, Number one, we had friends and all kinds of people coming out to help us put furniture together. We had no more money. We'd spent it all building the thing and we had nowhere else to go. We were bootstrapping. We didn't have investors. We didn't have partners. And so we pulled in every favor we could and you're going to need that too. And so getting that buy-in early and beforehand is really going to make a difference. The third thing you want to think about is your relationships. Beyond what you need, you got to think about what others need. Just like you're going to need that encouragement, you're going to need that uplifting, you're going to need that person to bounce off and vent with and scream at or whatever else it is. What are they going to need? What are they going to need from you? As you deal with everything you're dealing with, you got to remember that they're dealing with it too. If you go home or if I go home, you know, and I'm frustrated or I'm worried about, are we going to make it this month? Is the revenue going to be enough to cover what we need to cover? Am I going to make payroll? Am I going to make whatever? If I go home and I don't position that the right way or frame that the right way, and I start saying those things, how is that going to make my wife feel? How is that going to make your spouse feel? Are you going to cause them to be more anxious? Are you going to cause them to worry more? Are you going to cause them to start being concerned? You got to think about what's it going to do to your relationship when you're so focused on building something, especially starting something from nothing. Is that relationship strong enough? Is that confidence there? Have you got that trust factor there that they will trust you implicitly and that you can trust them implicitly? You know, I think back to the story I told at the start here and 
I'm sure when he started that business, he didn't think he was going to lose his marriage over it. And as it happens, you know, he's moved on and, and got remarried and, you know, he's in a great place, actually sold the business and exited out of it. And I don't know the details of what that looked like, but he had a smile on his face when he was telling me. So I think it went okay. But are you prepared for that? Are you ready for that? Are you strong enough for that? Are they going to be strong enough for that? You got to figure out whether your relationship can stand the test that you're about to put it through. And if you think it can't, or you aren't sure that it can, folks, you're going to have to ask yourself the question, are you willing to take the gamble? Is it worth the risk? I know from my own experience, the one thing that I've always had with my wife, and look, we were kids when we got married. I mean, we were, we were baby babies. But the one thing that I've always had was trust. And I know that I've always had her trust. She's never given me too hard of a time. She's never hounded me and harassed me when I've made crazy decisions. And, you know, we've, I've started quite a few things over the years and, and lived a pretty varied life. But she's always been supportive. She's always been there. And she's always known that no matter what, I'd find a way through. And it means a lot when you've got that trust. It means a lot when you've got that confidence and you can't take it for granted and you can't squander it. You can't waste it. And you definitely shouldn't do things to jeopardize it. So just be honest and have that that frank conversation with yourself and that frank conversation with the other person. And again, if you've got kids and they're older, somewhere you probably want to have that frank conversation with them in a way that they can process it. The fourth thing to think about is time. Obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur, especially being a startup, Look, if you want to do this right and you want to do it well, it's going to take you time. Elon Musk says nobody changed the world in 40 hours. And I got to tell you, I think he's right. I, I read these things. I remember I was, a, you know, back in my days when I was a preacher and I read this article and look, I'm not getting overly spiritual here, but I was reading this kind of church magazine or whatever. And here's this, this preacher guy who's got this whole five page spread on him and whatever it was that he was doing at the time. And the headline or, or maybe the subline, I, I can't remember now, it was years and years ago, but... The, the sentence said something to the effect of, I've told God that he's only getting 40 hours of my week because that's all I'm giving. And I understand the idea behind it, this utopian dream of I can just compartmentalize and balance my life across all these different facets and this whole work-life balance and work-life separation. Listen, maybe I'm the worst entrepreneur on earth, well, this is my fifth startup. I've never been able to separate work and home. I mean, they interweave, they interlock, they bleed over each other. You know, I am an entrepreneur. It doesn't switch off when I get home at night. I'm, I'm a guy who believes in Jesus. That doesn't switch off when I come to work in the day. These things are just who I am. And they're there, you know, filling me from the inside out. And I got to tell you, I'm five years in. Admittedly, the pandemic's probably playing around with a few things, but I don't know where the 40-hour work week's going to come from. And I really don't see it at any point in the future. I don't even know if I'm wired to do 40 hours a week. When I was working at the church, I didn't do 40 hours a week. I mean, everybody's different, but you can, again, have to have that frank conversation with yourself and accept that if you want to build something incredible, if you want to build something meaningful, if you want to go out there and make a dent, even if it's a small dent, it's possibly going to take more than 40 hours. And are you good with that? And is your partner good with that? And are your kids good with that? And are you good with how your kids will see that and feel that? I got three kids. They're 16, 13, and 10. So, you know, you can do the math. I started working on this 
we opened over just over five years ago. So I was probably working on it for about six and a half years. So my youngest would have been three and a half when I started thinking about work large and what we're building here. My oldest would have been nine and a half. So when I think in terms of their lifespans in those six and a half years, and I'm not going to say I've never got to any ball games or any anything, but I can promise you I haven't got to all of them either. And it's not because I'm trying to be selfish. It's not because I'm trying to be mean. I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out. And I don't, I don't have it figured out. You stretch as an entrepreneur. You've got your hands in all kinds of things. You know, it sounds great. Oh, well, you know, you should be delegating this and delegating that and delegating whatever else. That's awesome. Who's paying for that? Who's paying for that extra body or those extra two bodies that you need to have? Well, then, you, you know, you should be more successful. You should be more profitable. Great. Thanks for that. Useful. Great piece of advice. What do you think I'm trying to do here? Not be successful? Not be able to hire more people? I mean, come on. And you're going to be surrounded by people like that. But especially when it comes to your kids, what do you want them to think when you grow up? Do you want them to have seen you working all those hours and, and taking time away from them? Like there's a balancing act here. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying find a way to do it well, but find a way to do it practically in reality. Because the reality is, I don't know that many small business owners that do get to every ball game and do get to every swim meet and do get to every baseball practice. Holy moly. Did, do you know how many days a week they do those practices and then Saturday mornings and then something else on a Sunday afternoon when you got three kids, that's three different sets of practices. Even if I was unemployed, I don't know if I'd make it to all of those things, let alone if I was working for someone else and working for myself. So ultimately, the way that I've approached it and the way that I've tried to think about it, and we homeschool as well, just for those of you that don't know much about my story. And so one of the things we've tried to do and one of the things we've talked about, my oldest son is actually now working at one of my locations is his summer gig internship, whatever you want to call it. And he's having a blast and he's trying to figure out how he can keep working when he goes back to school. And, and this is the point now where as a mid to higher teenager, I'm trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I give him a business module where it's an elective and I can spend more time with him. I can let him come and, and, and spend time around me or follow me around and see what I'm doing and see how we're doing it. And now I get to spend time in a different way. And I think, that's the best I've been able to figure out. I can't do it with my 10-year-old, but, you know, last week I was in Dallas for the day and, and I took my 13-year-old with me and she was able to come and help me do some work stuff, but it also gave us great time in the car together to visit. You know, she taught my ear off for like three hours on the way home, which was great. And, and we got to spend a lot of time together. So it's just finding different ways to give that time and to give that energy, you know, and to try and give that focus, but also letting them see my world and what I'm in to try and help them understand more the reasons why it takes so much of my time sometimes. And I don't know if I've got it right or wrong. And listen, feel free to tell me what you think, but go easy. I'm, I'm, I'm a human too, okay? I'm trying to figure this out, so don't just be mean. Um, but let's hear some other examples. How are you finding that balance if you've been doing this a while? If you're listening and you're an experienced veteran, you know, entrepreneur, and you have got it figured out, share, share some wisdom, share some knowledge so we can all learn from it because I want to learn from it too. But I, it's just not helpful for me to just hear people say, oh, well, you know, you should give 40 hours and then cut off. And, and, and if you can't, you know, you're not doing it right. Well, then maybe I, maybe I don't want to do it right because I, I think I can do a whole lot better than that with um, what we're building and what we're trying to build. And so I think finally, from a relationship point of view, and I mentioned this a little bit a few moments ago, but you've got to think about help. You're going to think about your friends as well as your family and what help you're going to need. When you're trying to find new people to, to bring onto your team, you're going to want to reach out to your network. 
when something goes wrong and your back's against the wall and you need some physical manual labor or whatever, in my case, you know, a shipping container shows up with one hour's notice and all the help I've got scheduled was for two days time, you're going to make a few phone calls and you're going to need some help from people. And so again, as you think about those relationships and you're thinking about family, you're thinking about friends, you don't want to be that guy that's only there when you want something from someone else. You know, nurture those friendships, nurture those relationships, not because you're going to need something, but just because the reality is you might and you want to be a good friend so that when you ask for that favor, it's given back to you in a great way and, you know, with a happy heart and, you know, with a, a positive kind of outlook and not in some other way. So, so here's the bottom line. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you've started to be an entrepreneur or you're trying to build a small business, you've got to make sure that you've thought about the family and the relationship side of things and not just the business side of things. You're going to need that support. You're going to need that buy-in. You're going to need to find ways to make the time back and to help especially children understand where the time's going if you can't be at everything every time. You've got to get this figured out at the beginning and make sure the trust is there and the support's going to be there and make sure that your trust is there for them and that your support can still be there for them in some way before taking on this kind of an expedition, if you like. Because if you don't, look, it's going to be painful. I'm not saying you can't do it, you can. You're going to make it more difficult than it needs to be, especially if one of those things is deficient and you didn't realize it until the magnifying glass came. Because when you get on this journey, it's like a pressure cooker and it's going to squash and it's going to squish and you're going to be like that lump of coal. And at the end of it all, sure, a diamond might come out, but it takes an awful lot of pressure to get that diamond out. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You've been listening to The Mike Thacker Show, where we talk about people, profit, and purpose. Connect with me online. Find me on social at realmikethacker.com. It's T-H-A-K-U-R. If you don't know how to spell it, um, you'll get the hang of it eventually. I did. Share your encouragement. Share your wisdom. Tell us what's worked for you. Till next time, let's go out there and be amazing. <laughs>